welcome once again to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. It's Friday. It is my Friday Night Lights High School Scoreboard Show Basketball Edition, and we have got a jam-packed show, but there is still a lot of sports to get into, and I do have a special guest. It is lifelong Philadelphia Eagles fan Tanya Chavez. She is going to come on the show briefly to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl 57 against the Kansas City Chiefs. The winner of this game is going to have two Super Bowls in the last six years. So that is impressive. I just want to remind everybody that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 out of Noonan. We are broadcasted Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. right after Rod Peterson and right before Braves Country Baseball with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. And Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of this show. Our other sponsors include Christie's Cafe, the Man in the Mirror podcast, and Local Grounds Coffee Company. I'm hoping to get more sponsors here on the show as this audience is just continuing to grow as I am strictly covering sports in the Chattahoochee Valley. And that's where I want to try to keep this audience, but we do have a great show for you. We had action in the NBA last night, college basketball and NFL honors. But first, before I get into anything, I want to talk about some of the craziest trade deadline events that happened. And the last time I did the show, I actually went to bed not knowing like some of the transactions that were happening overnight. And I actually had to go into the broadcast yesterday and add that Kevin Durant was traded to the Phoenix Suns. I mean, you had D'Angelo Russell going to the Lakers. You have Russell Westbrook going to the Jazz. You have Kyrie Irving going to the Mavs. And now Kevin Durant gets traded to the Phoenix Suns. The Brooklyn Nets get three key players for the Phoenix Suns. You know, you got Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and then Jay Crowder gets traded to Milwaukee. But the Suns won the trade deadline. The Suns are now the favorites to win the NBA title. Even though they did lose to the Atlanta Hawks last night, and I'll get into that game, the Suns didn't have Kevin Durant playing in that game. Now, if you're a Hawks fan, you're thinking, oh, I missed out on seeing Kevin Durant at State Farm Arena, but also at the same time, the Hawks really needed the win. So Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns, And right now, if you look at the NBA standings, the Phoenix Suns are the number six seed, which means they would play Sacramento in the first round if the season ended today. Folks, they would be winning that series. Sacramento is an untested, unproven young team that is just happy to get into the postseason after having the longest postseason drought in NBA history. And I don't think the Phoenix Suns are going to stay at number six. You got... Dallas is the four seed. The Clippers are the five seed. I think the three strongest teams in the West, Dallas, the Clippers, and Phoenix. You have Denver, Memphis, and Sacramento as the one, two, and three seeds. It's going to be a very interesting Western Conference. I did say before that it was wide open. I thought that the Clippers were the team to beat out of the West. Now I think it's the Phoenix Suns. Kevin Durant makes your team a whole lot better. You already have the leader in Chris Paul. You have the young, rising talent in Devin Booker. And then Kevin Durant 
he just wants to play basketball. He's kind of in the same situation he was at at Golden State. And let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets because I've never seen a team with so much expectations fall flat on their face. Remember three years ago, it was right when they were getting ready to go into the bubble. Kevin Durant was traded to the Brooklyn Nets, but he was injured for the entire season. The Brooklyn Nets were building their pieces right around 2020, 2021. The 2021 season, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden were forming a big three, and the Brooklyn Nets thought that they were going to win an NBA title. Well, they get into the playoffs to take on the Milwaukee Bucks in the second round. And if Kevin Durant's foot was not on the line, I think that Brooklyn wins that series and might even beat the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's how close they were. But the big three in Brooklyn only played 16 games together. It was a disaster. And then they got swept by Boston in the playoffs last year. So if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, you got to be wondering, yeah, you have all these pieces. That's great, but you're not going to ever get a superstar to play in this city again. You're going to have to build your team through the draft. That is how you win in this league. Now, don't get me wrong. The Lakers were able to win by trading away all their young pieces to get Anthony Davis, and they won a title in the bubble for that one year. But you really build through the draft, and that's how you get your superstars. And so if you're a Nets fan, you got to be disappointed. They did beat the Bulls last night, 116-105. to 105. All right, well, let's talk about some of the other scores in the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks beat the Los Angeles Lakers 115-106. to 106. And I still don't know if when D'Angelo Russell comes back into the fold, back in L.A. after being away for so long, what are the Lakers doing? LeBron James, you know, he has the all-time scoring record, which is great, but the Lakers lost that game. They lose to the Bucks at home. LeBron didn't even play, and you got to watch out for the minutes because the Lakers right now are in danger of missing out on the playing game. You look at the standings, if they continue losing, they're getting further and further away from the number 10 seed. Right now, Portland He's got a 27-28 record. They have the number 10 seed. And the Lakers are two and a half back. You still got to catch Utah and OKC. And by the way, both teams got better. I think that OKC actually can make a run because they have Shai Gilgis Alexander. He is starting to become a superstar. Utah now has Russell Westbrook. How fitting would it be if Russell Westbrook starts getting it right and Utah goes on a win streak and they knocked the Lakers out of the playoffs. That would be sweet. College basketball last night, um, not too many upsets. We did have Loyola Marymount beat St. Mary's in overtime. I mean, that's not an upset. Loyola Marymount beat Gonzaga this year. I still don't think Loyola Marymount is a tournament team, but you had Arizona beating California. I think Arizona is going to be my two strong number one seeds are going to be Purdue and Arizona when I do my bracketology show next Tuesday, but we have some massive games this Saturday, including the biggest Alabama-Auburn game. Well, I, I kind of wish Auburn was ranked in this game, but Neville Arena, it, they the students are camped out to take on 
Auburn is going to want to do everything they can to knock off the third-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide, who have one of the best players in college basketball, Brandon Miller. Nate Oates gets an extension. And Alabama basketball, right now they would be a number one seed. They got a tough road after Auburn. Let's say they lose to Auburn. Well, on Wednesday, they got to travel to take on Tennessee. Tennessee actually fell out of my number one rankings after losing to an unranked Vanderbilt. But, oh, that you got some great matchups. Baylor and TCU, the Big 12 is stacked. I cannot wait. We are about a month away from Selection Sunday. I seriously cannot wait to fill out a bracket and to see where these teams go. My Kennesaw State watch, you know, because I'm a big supporter of Kennesaw State basketball. And by the way, next Tuesday, I'm going to have Kate Norm on the show. Now, she was going to be on the show today, but, you know, she had some obligations. So uh, we switched her over to uh, Tuesday. We're going to talk a little bit about Kennesaw State basketball. They get the victory over Jacksonville State, 54-52 to on the road. And Kennesaw State is just continuing to shatter records. 19 wins. They have eclipsed their win total in D1 history. I mean, they won that many games when they were playing in NCAA Division II. But Kennesaw State with 19 wins. Most wins that the KSU Owls have had in school history was 14, and that was back in 2016. But Kennesaw State... If they want to make it into this NCAA tournament, they're going to have to do well, win the regular season, win the NCAA tournament, and they're going to have to beat Liberty. Liberty is one of those teams that is projected to make the NCAA tournament as a number 13 seed. So that game is coming up February the 16th. That's going to be a massive game. NFL honors last night. No surprise that Patrick Mahomes wins most valuable player. Nick Bosa wins Defensive Player of the Year. And I was really hoping that Brock Purdy would get Offensive Rookie of the Year. He finishes third. And we also had the Hall of Fame class for 2023 announced. Darrell Revis, Revis Island, you remember him. Joe Thomas, the talented offensive tackle for the Cleveland Browns. Rondé Barber makes it into this class. And Auburn High School and former Troy Trojan outside linebacker DeMarcus Ware makes it into the Hall of Fame as well. So congratulations to the 2023 class. A lot of defense in this class. And next year's class in 2024, Julius Peppers and Antonio Gates will be eligible for the Hall next year, which in my opinion, both are first ballot Hall of Famers. I remember how dominant Julius Peppers was for the Carolina Panthers in the early 2000s. But it was great. It was great to see the NFL honors. I love the event. It reminds me of the Academy Awards. You have the NFL players that dress up. And uh, George Kittle actually was seen in a song and just entertaining the audience. I thought that was pretty cool. Some of the winners from Last night, the Walter Payton Man of the Year was Dak Prescott. So you have Patrick Mahomes winning his second MVP and emotional night. Damar Hamlin makes an appearance on the show. That really was incredible. The Offensive Player of the Year, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for the Vikings. Defensive Player of the Year, 49ers defensive end, Nick Bosa. The Coach of the Year, Giants' Brian Dable. The Offensive Rookie of the Year was the Jets' wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, 
And the Jets actually clean-sweeped the rookies. Defensive Rookie of the Year was Sauce Gardner for the Jets. The Comeback Player of the Year was Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith. And wow, I tell you, it, it was a great moment. And it kind of reminds me of the Academy Awards. I'm glad they do NFL honors. I mean, they do it on a Thursday night. Normally, I thought that they do it on a Saturday. But at least, you know, they do it on a Thursday night and we get to talk about it. I'm here to talk about high school basketball now because last night the Glenwood Gators boys basketball team pulled off a big upset in the final four of the ASIA state tournament down at the multiplex at the Cramden Bowl in Montgomery as they knock off Lee Scott Academy 39-38. to What a win for Coach Purdue. And the Glenwood Gators are going to join their counterpart, the Lady Gators, in the state championship starting at 6 p.m. tonight at the Cramden Bowl Multiplex. You have the Glenwood Lady Gators taking on Clark Prep tip-off at 6 p.m. Then you have the Gators taking on Macon East at the Cramden Bowl at 7 Now, these games are going to be broadcasted on CTV Beam. And so, good luck to Coach Purdue as he is going to coach both the Gators and the Lady Gators in the championship game down in Montgomery. And once again, you had the Glenwood football team down in Montgomery for the state championship, and now the two basketball teams are in the state championship. It is a great time to be a Glenwood Gator this morning. We also had 7A area tournament play yesterday as the Auburn High School Tigers were able to get the victory over Smith Station and they advance to the championship. Congratulations to the Auburn Tigers. They've been my second ranked team when it comes to all the teams in East Alabama. And they did a great job. The Central Red Devils get the victory, 72-65 over Opelika. And now the stage is set for the 7A Area 4 Boys Basketball Championship game. It is Central versus Auburn on the campus of Auburn High School, Saturday, February the 11th, tip-off at 7 p.m. The winner will receive an automatic berth to the AHSAA 7A state playoffs. The Valley Rams take their 28-0 perfect season into the 5A state tournament after beating Tallahassee 75-48 in the 5A Area 7 championship game. They know who their first opponent is in the state playoffs as they are taking on Silicaga. But we do have a lot of action in high school basketball tonight, starting with the game that I'm going to be at as the Shaw Raiders and Lady Raiders are taking on Westover of Albany in a region contest. It is senior night. You also have St. Apicelli taking on Brookstone down at the land, and Thrift Berenger is going to be there streaming that game on his Facebook Live page. You have Kendrick taking on Jordan and Kendrick is trying to solidify their position when it comes to rankings when they get ready for the area tournament next week, which is going to be held at Spencer High School. You have 
the Spencer Green Wave taking on Ace Charter, and that game is going to be at Spencer High School. Columbus is on the road taking on Monroe, and then you have Carver on the road taking on Doherty. And then finally, you have the Northside Patriots on the road taking on Harris County. The Northside Patriots and Lady Patriots are going to be in action on the campus of Harris County this Friday night after Northside The boys' Patriots team loses to McIntosh. They didn't have some of their key players, but they're trying to get a big win over their longtime rival, Harris County, and that's going to be a pivotal game tonight in 5A region play. So here's what's coming up this weekend in the Fountain City. you got the Columbus River Dragons on the road taking on the Carolina Thunderbirds. It will be for a two-game series up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They're back at home at the Columbus Civic Center, President's Day weekend for a three-game series against the Delaware Thunder. And Saturday, February the 18th, is Military Night. So you can purchase your tickets and get a free ticket from the box office if you are a member of the Armed Forces. The Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars are on the road this weekend to take on the Lakers and Lady Lakers of Clayton State University down in Morrow, Georgia. Well, I think it's about that time to bring on Tanya Chavez, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Tanya. What better guest than to have an Eagles fan talking about Super Bowl 57? Tanya, how are the Eagles doing this? They were in the Super Bowl a couple of years back with a different coach, a different quarterback, and now here the Eagles are in Super Bowl 57 about to take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, man, I know. Yeah, you know, I think, honestly, between the two teams, the two Super Bowl Eagle teams, I think this one's stronger. Um, I am so excited to see them play in this Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes. I The only thing, though, when we beat the 49ers a couple weeks ago, um, I really wanted it to be more of a game. It was just unfortunate that they had two quarterbacks go down with an injury. However, um, I mean, I'm just excited. I can't wait for Sunday to come. The funny thing is, is my dad is a huge Chiefs fan. And I was just thinking, man, I wish we had the money to go down to Phoenix, which is our neighbors, and go watch the Super Bowl. But so expensive. We just, you know, it's not the money for that. But, yeah, I'm excited. That is right. You're in New Mexico. Uh, you can definitely go to the Super Bowl. It's, it's right next door to you. But it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the halftime show with Rihanna and, and the commercials, you know, everything leading up to the Super Bowl. And the winner of this Super Bowl is going to have two Super Bowls in the last six years. It's going to be just incredible. And uh, I cannot wait. Yeah, I can't either. And, I mean, despite the injuries, you know, I'm – Oh, I was just saying that the when I was looking at the the record, you know, they're both the, have the same record. They both have same a, the same amount of sorry. Same points too. Yeah, the same points. The the same amount of pro ball picks. The two pro ball quarterbacks, um, Kelsey brothers. <laughs> it's pretty even, Stephen. I think it's great. Well, I actually think the matchup. They were actually going down position by position, and obviously the Chiefs are. They have the better quarterback, but the Eagles have the better receivers. The Chiefs receivers are banged up. The Chiefs have the better tight end. You know, you have Travis Kelsey over Dallas Goddard. 
The mm-hmm. Eagles have the better running backs. I know that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be back. Isaiah Pacheco's had a fantastic season for the Chiefs. But I like the three-headed monster of Miles Sanders, Dallas Boston, and Kenneth Gainwell. I think that the Eagles running backs are solid. And the Eagles offensive line, I think, is a little bit better than the Chiefs offensive line. And that's why the Eagles are favored by one and a half points. It should be a great game, and I actually think Eagles come out and win. Who do you have in this Super Bowl, Tanya? Well, of course, I'm going to go with my Eagles, and it's just for the same reasons. Um, I think we have the better offense than the Chiefs. Um, we're more healthier because I know um, Kelsey was banged up two weeks ago, and then, you know, Mahomes with his ankle too. Because, um, I mean, I've had a high ankle sprain. Those do not take three weeks, two weeks to heal. Um, but yeah, I think that I think the Eagles are going to pull it off. But I really do think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. So you got Kyrie on the Mavericks. I don't know if that's going to last. Kyrie is really a wild card. You got to give him one year contracts. The Lakers with D'Angelo Russell. You know, D'Angelo Russell's an All Star who at one time averaged twenty points a game for Minnesota, and now he's with the Lakers. What the Lakers did, which was very impressive was that they got rid of that awful Russell Westbrook contract. I know you're a fan of Russell Westbrook. I mean, he is a great player, but he just wasn't the right fit for the Lakers. I think Russell Westbrook, if he gets right, if he becomes a good teammate, I think that that is an upgrade for Utah. Yeah, see, like, Russell Westbrook wasn't good for L.A. Um, I, I mean, I like him. He's explosive. I like his playmaking. You know, he's a good point guard, but he didn't fit well in L.A. Um, being, uh, you know, coming off the bench now. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he's going to do with Utah. But, yeah, the Lakers, that was a big trade for them, too. Um, I knew they were going to trade Russell Westbrook. That was, I mean, I, I had a feeling they were going to do it. So I'm, I'm really happy that hopefully he's got a better chance at starting in Utah. That, that was the craziest trade deadline I have ever witnessed. I mean, you had the Golden State Warriors party ways with James Wiseman. He's now on the Pistons. The Hawks now have Sadiq Bay. You got Cam Reddish on the Sixer, or you got Cam Reddish on the Portland Trailblazers. Remember way back. I mean, I can't believe what's going to happen to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, because right now they're in the fifth spot. I think that. They could end up tanking the season. Are you shocked that Brooklyn just decided to give up on the season and traded away uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? Yeah, I, I was I was shocked. I mean, last night, like I said, when I saw that Durant got traded to the Suns, I was just – I stood there with my mouth open. I was like, wait, what? Am I reading this right? Um, I mean, Kyrie, that guy's hard to please. I mean, he's bounced around so many teams. And like you said, give him a one-year deal because he's kind of – he's hard. Um, but, yeah, I think I, – I don't know. The Nets are going to go downhill for the rest of the season. Um, I don't know. I don't understand why they did that. I really don't. All right, Tanya. You're a soccer fan. The Women's World Cup is coming up in July 2023. We just had the Men's World Cup in Qatar, which I, I, I got to say, I mean, I haven't had you on the show in a while to talk World Cup with you. That World Cup final was probably the greatest World Cup final ever. And it was quite the World Cup, you know, getting to watch soccer games during Thanksgiving and during the holidays. 
Yeah, um, it was fun being able to watch football and soccer on Thanksgiving and during the holidays, like you just said. Um, I mean, it was different. I still would rather have it during the summer where there's not a lot of sports activity going on. Um, but yeah, that World Cup final was awesome. It was nail-biting. Um, you know, Argentina just has trouble closing out games. So they, they make it very interesting. But I'm happy for Messi. I'm happy for Argentina. Uh, they pulled it away. And yeah, I mean, this summer, the women get to go at it. Australia, New Zealand World Cup. It's going to be winter there. But yeah, I'm excited. I mean, these months are going to go by real fast. Well, let's talk about that Women's World Cup. Obviously, they are the favorites. Uh, They have won the last two World Cups, 2019 and 2015. Uh, We got to talk about, you know, they have been dominant. They have four World Cups. They are the favorites. But is there a country in the United States to run for their money? Yeah, I think England will. Um, I mean, they're showing tough. You know, they won the Women's Euro Cup last year. Um, they have a good coach. They have a stacked team of players. And then the, the Women's Super League up there in England, the Women's Premier League, it's, it's so much fun to watch. It's exciting. I think they're growing. Um, besides that, I mean, at first I was thinking France was going to be strong, but they're not, they're not as strong as they once were. I know they had injuries last year. Um, Australia, you know, they're hosting it. They've always given the U.S. some, some games, some good games. But... <laughs> If it comes down to, I don't know what the the brackets look. I haven't looked at it in a while. Um, but England, England's going to give them a game if they do end up playing each other. Brazil might. So, um, I mean, these teams are getting stronger. All the teams are starting to get stronger. But I'm afraid for England. Well, one, well, she off the group play Vietnam. They also have the Netherlands in their group. This is a team they beat in the World Cup final in 2019. And then... The other team has not been determined yet. We still have a tournament going on between Portugal, Cameroon, I forgot the other uh, team. But uh, that's a group for the United States. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, she's still playing or did she retire? No, she's still playing. Um, I believe she's in the, the She Believes Cup roster, which will be starting okay. next week. It, it was Carly Lloyd that retired. Yeah, yeah, Carly Lloyd's done. Yeah, she retired, definitely. So is Megan Rapino still on the team? Yeah, so she's also on the She Believes Cup roster. She missed out those friendlies last month. Um, she had some sort of an injury from what I read. Um, but, yeah, she's still on the roster. Um, Alex Morgan, Alyssa Nara as the keeper. Yep, she's, they're all three still there. But who knows who's going to make that roster, the World Cup roster? Because, I mean. Oh, yeah, that's right. They haven't, uh, they haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, and it'll be a while. Um, I mean, they they can't. I think they have a due date like a month before it starts or so. Will we ever have a World Cup match like the one in 2019 where the United States beat Thailand 13 nothing? I I don't I don't know. There could be a possibility with these newer teams that are coming in. I don't think so for this World Cup. Um, I hope not, because, I mean, it was fun to watch at first, but then it just, it, it wasn't fun at the end. I know, I mean, everyone's like, well, that was mean of the U.S. to pound on them so much, but it's like goal differential, you know? That's why they did it, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I like closer games. That goal differential came, came in handy with England when uh, they beat Iran 
But bringing it back to the Men's World Cup, I mean, it was exciting to see Christian Pulisic uh, score that goal against Iran to get to the group. I was just disappointed when they took on Netherlands in group stage because Pulisic had an incredible chance to make it one mil, and Denzel Dumfries really just put the dagger in the heart of the Americans. And, And we ended up losing the Dutch. Same score as we lost to Belgium in 2014. But I think that Coach Burhalter did a great job, and I think the United States is going to come back strong in 2026, which, by the way, Atlanta is going to be one of those host cities. You know, it's going to be a great World Cup. We're going to have Mexico, Canada, and the United States hosting. Uh, we've never had three countries host before, and I really cannot wait until uh, 2026. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um and you're so lucky. It's right there, right next to you in Georgia. Um, but oh, I, I think the U.S. is going to get stronger. I mean, we have three more years to get stronger. And these, these guys that went to the World Cup last year, I really I really liked watching them. They're a good group. They're young. They're exciting. They're going to be a little older, of course. Um, there's some younger ones coming in. Uh, hopefully they can stay healthy. Um, they'll have us behind them. They're hosting it. You know, home field advantage. Ah, uh, man, I, me and my family are really trying to, we're trying to save up and go to a game maybe in Kansas City or Houston or Dallas, one of those. Man, I can't believe the World Cup ended two months ago. Here I am, I got you on the show talking about it because I miss it. I mean, it was such a great time having the World Cup and we'd have watch parties at Ivy. The Columbus Rapids would be talking about the World Cup games. We had international players that were actually were part of the country that, was in the World Cup, and so they had a rooting interest, and it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, even, you know, the time differential was a little bit hard. Um, some of the games here were, like, early in the morning, like 3 a.m., 6, you know, it varied. I'd, I would have to record those, or they were on during work, like 12 noon, um, so I would record them because I couldn't see them live, but um, I was keeping up on them with ESPN.com. But, yeah, exciting, everybody. Absolutely. Uh, have you had an opportunity to catch the Columbus Rapids or any of the teams in the NISL this year? Honestly, not yet. Um, it's on my bucket list, though, to try to catch up on some games. Um, I'm hoping to do that in the next few days. I just had a lot going on. Um, but, yeah, I, I really want to catch some of the games because – Last year, I enjoyed watching it. I was actually watching it a lot, like mostly the Rapids, but I try to catch whoever I could find, and it, it's awesome. It's fun to watch. Um, yeah, Tanya, what's very interesting about the women's team is we got a mixture of Rome Gladiators and uh, Columbus Rapids. Uh, Callie O'Connor scored a hat trick, and Columbus in picture of the season last week over the Fayetteville Fury 4-2. to two. The men's team knocked off the defending NISL champion Fayetteville Fury seven to nothing. I mean the men team they they went down into Tampa and beat the Tampa Bay Strikers twelve to seven. So they're two and one on the season. The women's team is one and two. Our next home game is February the twenty second at the Columbus Civic Center taking on the expansion Tampa Bay Strikers. Oh nice. I'll try to catch that one. Um, but wow, yeah, that's good that they beat the defending champions. And then, you know, the expansion team you just mentioned down there in Florida, 
So I'm glad that the league is growing. I know, you know, still that guy that I know in, in Dallas is still trying to get a team in this area in the NISL. He talks about it all the time. Yes, the NISL should have some expansion into the West. Uh, that would be great. Uh, but the league is growing, and I'm just excited to be a part of it in year two. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, like we talked about this in the past. Like You asked me if arena soccer is going to become big, and I still have that belief because um, some people, you know, they don't know about it, but it's fast. It's fun. It's like there's not too many stops. It's an exciting thing, um, and I'm really hoping it does grow. I, I mean, even though at my age I won't be able to participate probably, but for these young people, um, you can't get enough of it. It's super fun to play. All right, Tanya, I cannot get you out of here without talking about the New Mexico Lobos. 19-5, and five, I know they're unranked, but at one time they were undefeated. They were a ranked team. I believe the Lobos are going to get into the NCAA tournament, even if they don't win the Mountain West. But they got a tough task. Take it on Air Force tonight. But uh, New Mexico, you, you following what the – Yeah, yeah, I've been um... – I've been watching them on TV mostly. I haven't gone to see the men live. I've gone to see the women many times live. Um, but, yeah, um, they're having a great season. They were ranked for a while, and then they got unranked. Um, they, we just had a tough loss earlier in the week, uh, right at the last minute <laughs> against Nevada. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, I think they will get a bid into the tournament. And these guys are hungry. They're ready. They're hungry. They really want it. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see what they can do because it's been a long time since our Lobos have been to the NCAA tournament. All right, no, Tanya, I was just saying that it has been it, you know it's always a pleasure having you on the show, but I, I can't believe it's been a year. Your first episode on the Sports Beat was a year ago. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. It was. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, hey, that's good. I'm glad that we've done this for about a year. <laughs> It's always great having you on, talking indoor soccer and outdoor. I feel you you know the game. You, you taught me a fan or two about calling Rapids games, and I appreciate your support of the Rapids and the league. And just continue watching the games, and I'll continue to keep you posted on how the Rapids are doing. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm going to – I'll start watching them now that I got everything taken care of. But, yeah, um, you know, I'm happy to be on the show anytime. And uh, this hopefully we won't have such a gap from the last time being on the show. Yeah. But, yeah, I enjoy talking to any sports. You know you know how much I love sports. All right. That was Tanya Chavez. Uh, you still play for the New Mexico Lightning? Um, so we took the season off, but I'm playing for the Austin Image. Um, but, yeah, I represent New Mexico Lightning all the time. Describe you as New Mexico Lightning midfielder Tanya Chavez, but you're now with the Austin Image? Yeah, so, yeah. Midfielder Tanya Chavez, and you 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 like to play midfield, right? You don't play defense or forward. Um, I I play defense too, not forward. But like you know, you go uh, you know the formations, the two one two, right? Yes. But if you want that midfielder attacking, it's going to be three two. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I got my terminology down. <laughs> See? Yeah, that's correct. All right. All right, I thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast once again. And I hope everybody has a great week. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, 
This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.